Welcome back to TFE, a weekly news podcast in which we give our thoughts, feelings, and emotions on the latest gaming, film, tech, streaming news, and other random crap we feel like. I'm your host, Dan Weller, and our co-host is still kidnapped, so Joey's joining us once again. Hello, everybody. Good to be back. And in this week's episode, we are talking about Far Cry 6 crazy requirements. Sony is trying to solve the chip crisis, and McDonald's is giving away NFTs. But first of all, we are going into stream that movie news into my head. And talking about the House of Dragons trailer. I've got to say, this looks pretty exciting. I think the gates of the Game of Thrones was, you know, an enormous hit at the time. Uh, so a disappointing <laughs> ending for, for many. But this looks very good. I think it's got it's got me excited uh, again for sort of the HBO Game of Thrones um, series. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Matt Smith, I think, is the lead role. I could be quite, I could be completely wrong there. But it sounds like he is. He's in the voiceover at the start of the trailer. Yeah. He seems to be the dominant character in this. I'm not sure who he's playing. Clearly um, a Targaryen of some sort. I'm not sure the entire history. I haven't read the books, but it looks good. It looks like it's a nice sort of origin story for some of these, uh, well, sort of the the houses, one of the characters. But uh, Yeah, I mean, I, in, I am interested. However, I did see an interesting quote of saying, this is like a bad ex coming back to say, nothing really happened bad between us, but they ruined your life. And they just want to get back together and say, this is <laughs> fine. Yeah. Although he's, it's different, it's different writers though, isn't it? It's not the the yeah different writers because I don't know it? actually they did get sacked from Star Wars. Yes, so maybe they're looking for a job. They might go can we go as back? I'm assuming <laughs> they're not allowed to go back. <laughs> mm, yeah, I think they've been banned. Um, so hopefully, yeah, <laughs> they've been banned. Yeah, hopefully somebody um you know somebody else will take take over and sort of you know I think it's a it's a very good sort of um universe in terms of the basis of it i think it's you know some real there's real you know opportunities there i think you know the the initial seasons of game of thrones were fantastic some of the sort of the best tv i've watched for quite a while so hopefully if they um you get some decent prices in it will you know be the same you would have thought so you would have thought so yeah, you uh, doesn't quite how that works but you never know i don't know if there's an official date for this year i want to say there isn't not that i can see i think 20, so I think it just says 2022, which is closer than I thought it would be. Um, I thought it'd be maybe yeah, well, a little I mean, further, or maybe it's towards the end of 2022. They have finished all mm. the filming now. They're just editing. Ah, right. Okay. Well, that's good. So, then. yes, it will be sooner than later. I'm not sure how we're going to watch it in the UK. It's probably going to go to Scar Atlantic again, I imagine. Hmm. But we will have to wait and see. Oh, 1st of January, apparently. 1st of January, 2022. Oh, bloody hell. Well, that is soon. Now. More than ever. <laughs> that is soon. It's seen. It's not far away. So some good, some good TV to look forward to. Hopefully they can, uh, you know, live up to the expectations because they're probably going to be, I don't know, they're probably high. But also people are so sort of um, guest disappointed from the previous thing. They might just be like, oh fuck it, you know. The last season was a bit dodge, so it could just be like this could be as bad as the last one. But you know, if it's good, it'll, you know. I really hope it is good. Hopefully. You'll never know. Mm. But do you know what's not good? Is that the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book has been cancelled and it's hurt Marvel LGBTQ plus representation. How bad is that? Well, it's a bit of a weird one, this, this story. I'm a bit confused by the whole thing. Yeah, so for those that don't know, a Disney CEO or Marvel executive cancelled one of the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book series because it was too gay. Yeah, which is a weird... What? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what they mean by that. It's a bit of a weird statement to make. It is, yes. And now people are pissed off at Marvel, saying they do not represent the non-straight community, because I can't be bothered to say every single letter again. I am sorry. Please don't hate me. 
I think you can just say queer. That's what I, I said. I've always said this. Like, doesn't queer just mean not straight? Isn't that the meaning? Yeah, essentially, it's sort of the it, it's sort of to do with the ambiguity because you can be multiple different um, instances. You can just you can not just be a lesbian, be other things, and it's sort of the coverall term. Um, but I'm not entirely sure. I'm not, you know not that clued up on um, the trans, the LGBTQIA plus whatever it is now. Uh, yes, I mean I'm all for it. People are expressing the names, but please can you get a shorter name? This is quite annoying. <laughs> Just get one word. Yeah, that's the is it. It's a, yeah, it's slightly annoyingly large that people are like, I don't even want to say it now. It's just that long. Um, so yeah, maybe there could be just a way of like shortening. And uh, maybe queer is that. I'm not just too need, sure. You just need one umbrella term to cover all of them, and then you don't need to keep adding letters. Just invent a new word. Hustle cuff. Mm. Although there is the, yeah, there is the argument that people want to split them. Or that certain members of the that group want to split them into two, um, whereas you've got people that are LGBT, and that which is just being you know your, your sexuality, and then you've got the transgender, which is not to do with your sexuality; it's gender. So people think they are actually. Different I suppose you could split groups. Um, yes, but there's a whole debate. I don't want to get into it about sexuality versus gender. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. There's a yeah, it's a quite a yeah, it's a. It's a bit of, yeah, you don't want to go into that because it can be yeah, viciously complicated. Yes, and um, I don't think we're qualified to talk about any of that. I don't think we're qualified. I don't, yeah, I do not have any experience around it, so. And I'll tell you what else we're also not qualified in. Filmmaking. I'm talking about filmmaking. Venom 2 has used footage of the Matrix 4 filming, which is quite an interesting topic, I thought, of two completely different yeah. franchises, and one's copied the filming. It's a weird one. I think it's, yeah, I never really... Yeah, it's sort of like the, yeah, stealing, like, because there's been a lot of, like, I think recently in the music sort of area, people like, you know, people say they're stealing stuff and the thing. So it's interesting to sort of see it in the film industry, um, but like in a slightly bizarre one. Um, yeah, so apparently the scenes that they're referring to is the background scenes in Venom. Of course, in the UK, we've not seen Venom yet. It's not out in the UK yet. So please don't swore anything for us. It's all in San Francisco. So it's the same sort of. Is it is B roll right? I think that's what you call it, where it's like um, so these yeah. So the shots. the two films have some of the same B roll. Yeah, which is it depends because I guess some of this some of this stuff they might just buy some shots of just some San Francisco. I assume there are people that just have taken shots of San Francisco and then will just sell that to movie companies with it if it just fits within the sort of story. So I assume they've just bought it off the same person. Or, or they actually just stolen it, or somebody is on the inside of stolen it. Well, here nice. we go. So the Matrix Four paid the San Francisco Police Department four hundred and twenty thousand dollars over the twenty-one days of shooting, and Venom cool. Two paid one hundred and ninety-two thousand. Right. So I think they took some of the stuff Matrix did instead of paying all of that money again. I guess so. Yeah, because if you've got a, it depends what kind of shots you need. Um, I think if you wanted to like. If you just wanted just background, people walking around, that's kind of easier to do. But if you actually want to like lock down areas and have your own structured sort of environment, I think that's when it becomes expensive because you've got to like close down streets. Um, Are you going to watch Matrix 4? I might have a look at it. Um, I'm not sure when it's coming out. December 22nd. December 22nd. I might have a go. You know, there's not too much out in cinemas. Well, apart so Spider-Man, be, which comes out at the same time. I'll watch both of them. Back to back. <laughs> Different one screening. Just everything screening. In, yeah, Matrix in the morning, Spider Man in the afternoon. <laughs> Fantastic. 
the way to do it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then we can do Venom maybe in the evening if it's still whenever that comes out in the UK. I'm not sure. Yes. Well, I believe some of the ratings of the Venom 2 is the same as the first one, where critics hate it and fans love it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's more, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it is a weird one because I could do, I watched the first, the first Venom was, I thought it was great. Um, and it's weird how it got bad reviews because I thought it was, I don't know, I don't think it was bad. I think it was quite a nice sort of, um, I think nice it's done. bad from a critic point of view because critics like to have sort of emotional connections or new things or doing certain lighting things where I think the general audience just looked to have a good time. I don't try to criticise different elements. Yeah, I think it was quirky. I think it was a quirky film, and I quite liked that. I think it was something, it was something a bit unique. I think it was just like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like your traditional Marvel sort of superhero film, which you've seen a lot of over the years. I think it was different to that. So it was something fresh. Yeah, it was something fresh, which I think audience were looking for. But talking yeah. about something else that everyone hated, Doctor Who, <laughs> season twelve. But the season thirteen trailer has Hopefully. just dropped, and the release date has yeah. been given, and it's coming out on October thirty first. I'm excited for this. Um, October 31st, Halloween. Yes. Be a spooky one. <laughs> a spooky evening of Doctor Who <laughs> awaits. Um, yeah, because there's um, Sontarans are teased. There's a Sontaran, um, I guess, ship. The sort of <clears throat> pod Yeah, I think ship. it's broadcast over Liverpool, wasn't it? So it should be. Uh, like That'll be like interesting to see them back. I think there's a couple of other different... Um, and maybe some other different aliens I think they hinted to as well. Because this is meant to be like an entire yeah, series, Yeah, so right? apparently this is a six... Oh, I know, eight episodes. I'm going to myself. There's eight episodes of season 13 and they're all connected to each other. So it's all one big story. Similar to sort of like a normal drama series. Which, to be fair, I think Chris yeah. Chibnall does better at than doing individual episodes. So it might be a more enjoyable series. However, season 12 did leave a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Yeah. You'd hope, hopefully, this format may improve it. And maybe the, you know, the criticisms that he's faced, you would hope he's taken on board. Yeah. He's also doing three know. specials next year before Jodie Whittaker leaves. Oh, okay. So that's before like the whole new series takes over. Yeah, so Russell Davis. T. Davis starts in 2023, which is a long way away. <laughs> okay, so so this all starts in October. So when does it finish? Like towards December? Yeah, probably mid-December. And then, and then maybe something before Christmas and New Year's? Some yeah, it'd probably be around. one in That's April, one in April. They changed them, didn't they? Because they're now they're now on New Year's. The Doctor Who specials are now on like New Year's. Yes, which, so like, I always thought it was a really weird. It's because date Chris Chibnall said, "Ah, oh, there's not enough stories to do about Christmas. So let's do a New Year instead." Which no, it doesn't. Sense. You're right. Because there's also like people aren't watching TV on New Year's. No, they're well, all drinking not, anyway. <laughs> I'm watching, I'm watching, yeah, or hungover, I sit in bed. You know, people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so maybe you maybe we watch. I know we would watch it in like the uh, the morning after. Um, but like Christmas, everyone's like round TV or we'll watch definitely some Doctor Who um, at TV. I think it's a nice. I remember as a child watching it, watching the Christmas specials. Yeah, and then maybe and then being you know. I know really people in the them. US send corny, but that's sort of the UK thing. Christmas, isn't it? Like making corny specials. Yeah, we love it. It's, it's a UK tradition. But yeah, Chris Chibnall. Yeah, and and Chibnall's, Chibnall's ruined, ruined it. a lot about Doctor Who, right? But. Hopefully Russell T. Yeah. Davis would just go, ah, do you know what? It was all in the imagination of David Tennant. And then David Tennant comes back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that would be great, but I don't know. I think something, something fresh, just something new. I just something that's not bad. I, just don't think I actually not would bad. rate it if Russell T. Davis came along. It's just like it was all a dream. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So oh, that'd be my dream, wouldn't it? Uh, you never know. Oh, apparently, okay, one other thing. This is called Doctor Who Flux. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure why it's called Flux. I assume there's some 
something. I don't know what it was referring to. Flux, where it's light. I think it's called or... Flux because that's the style of the series. They want to call Doctor Who Flux to deviate it from everything else. Or is it like... I really hate this like direction. ambiguous Flux. Like ambiguous Flux. That's like a... So it's like slightly... De- stuffy. Maybe it's slightly like... Um... Do you think there's going to be some stuff where they're like, they're, they maybe think they're hallucinating or something around that? Maybe they hallucinated the whole end of season 12. Oh, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> they need to retcon that somehow. They have to. Because that yeah. was so bad. That Game was the most poor con. thing I think I've seen. Yeah. I think that's even worse than Game of Thrones ending. Because Game of Thrones ending was just badly written. This retcons the entire show. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've got. Yeah, it's just yeah. There is this thing with well, this is that's what you get with like time travel shows. It can, it can get a bit, it can be, get a bit weird. Yes, and moving on from one thing we hate to something else that's also pretty stupid. We're going on to why does this exist? And this week we are talking about insulate Britain. Now, for those who don't know, there was mass protests in the UK this week and last week of protesters saying about greenhouse gases and we need to insulate Britain. And now the ringleader has been on yeah. TV. I think the re so the so to give some more background to this. The reason these so these are quite controversial, quite quite a controversial group. So they're sort of an offshoot group from Exile, Exile Rebellion, um, and the reason they've been in the news recently is they've basically been doing a lot of protests. But the way in which they protest is by essentially sitting on motorways uh, or very you know busy traffic spots in London, so around like roundabouts and stuff, where sort of interconnecting busy roads. So quite a lot of traffic flow. And you can imagine this has caused quite a lot of disruption <laughs> um, and angers a lot of people. Um, you can argue whether these are effective or not, but I think the way in which they've gone about it is annoys people to such an extent they, they don't think it's helping their cause. And that's the, what I think most people in Britain now think about. You don't Britain, want to anger... You do not want to their, anger the London computers. Computers, yeah. London computers, <laughs> they get pissed off. They'll get pissed off at the slightest thing. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's been quite a lot of videos coming out from sort of these groups uh, protesting, um, and the police not doing as much as they should do. There's lots of criticisms around that. Anyway, but to get to the sort of the story is the one of the sort of um, the heads, which is Liam Norton, um, has said he doesn't care about. He's head of Insulate Britain, and he said he doesn't care about insulating homes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit of a bizarre, like, turn of events. So it's, you know, this this is the whole sort of scenario here has gone very weird. Um, unless Steven <laughs> Stranger. Yeah, he's a bit of a nut job. And he just doesn't really answer any questions mm. and says, you're on the wrong side of history, but then causes more problems and fixes them. Yeah. And he, yeah, he walked off uh, Good Morning Britain, I think. Or, yeah, he definitely walked off. I think it was Good Morning Britain. He did appear to Morgan this. That's what they, they, that's what they said. What's known as um, in the industry. Funny. Yeah. He's just he's quite patronising as well. He just he, he talks to you like you're a fucking idiot and it's not really respectful. And I don't think that's going to, you know, help your cause. Because you've got to talk about these things honestly and, like, logically and not just insult everyone, basically, and say, you guys don't understand, this is the end of the world. Which, of course, you know, these things are serious, but... There's ways in which to go about it, and I don't think they've, you know, fully appreciated. Yeah, them. I mean, just trying to stop all the motorway journeys. Also, people criticise the UK. We are one percent of the world. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's the other thing they've that they've noted a lot of these when he, when he's being interviewed. That actually, how much does this affect the um, global climate change issue, right? And actually, if you 
because actually how many how many homes he wants to insulate it's about i can't remember it's not there's only a certain percentage of uk homes so if you then extrapolate that onto the one percent it becomes a very very small number of actual the impact of global climate change i think i agree with it in the extent of he wants to make homes easier to heat and cheaper to heat which helps you know people that own the lowest of income brackets and that's good i think that's that's great um but in terms of the climate change extremist argument side of it i think they're maybe missing the point there are other things that are you know worse um that are contributing to it more uh, than you know a couple of hundred thousand homes in the uk um there's the bigger bigger fish in the sea that in the in the polluting sea uh so yes, I actually watched a good sort of documentary on YouTube about this. I can't remember who it was, the group. Mm. They, they do sort of good animations and stuff. You probably find them online somewhere. And they were sort of talking about how much can yeah. you do to help the environment. And the Oh, is the Kurtz Kazak? Yes, I think it was them. Kurtz Kazak? It's a yeah, they've got a weird name, but they're very good. It's great anime, great. Oh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Science, science and stuff, th- yeah. There's different debates on sort of what you can do, but their point of view is the same as my point of view, which is the only thing you can do really is vote the right people into power because only the governments can do things or just make sure the government yeah, knows it- that's what they need to do. To be fair, protesting is, yeah. I think, is a good thing for the world to an extent. Just don't do what these people are doing. <laughs> oh, it's valid, yeah, because it, it, you know, people didn't know about, you know, um, Interstate Britain before they did all this, right? Um, so they understand their view now. But I think there are ways in which to go about it, right? Protesting, you know, is a part of, you know, any democratic society. It's very important. It brings the, like, sort of the... It can change the narrative. It can make people actually were aware of this. And actually, if this is a bigger problem, then we, you know, more people will get behind these groups. Um, but if you're just going to do kind of ridiculous stuff that the general public aren't going to be behind you, and they're the ones with the power, right? The mass of the population that are going to, you know, vote and cause those change. So if you annoy them, then there's not really anything yeah. that's going to happen. Because you're just basically just shouting into nothing. I mean, you pretty much don't need to do these things to go onto the news. You could just have a mass protest in sort of a park in London, and it will still get on the news, and it won't cause any problems. And people will see your view and think, oh, okay, I understand this now. And then you haven't angered everybody. Honestly, if you just did an enormous protest in Hyde Park with, you know, thousands of people, I think, you know, that's easily getting it on the news. But a lot of these things, they just seem to glue themselves to stuff, to the road, put their put bike clocks around their neck. It's just, <laughs> it's just, just too stupid, much. It? It's too much, man. Yeah, I just think people are like, oh, you know, they just, there's this immediately questioning is, you know, is this an extremist group? Um and you know are their points valid should i actually trust what they're saying rather than going actually you know there's some meaning, meaningful change to happen here but there's a there's this many people sort of you know legitimately protesting because that's the other thing it's not that many no it's not right? like so there's not that many people in there across the m3 fires probably like i don't know 30 people in each of one of these instances they're not like thousands and thousands you know compared to like the xr you know the big processes in london which are very large there seems to be relatively small um so actually how many members they actively have is actually in question i'd say as well which i hadn't really thought about before but yeah i think it's a good point that we should probably look actually how many how big <laughs> is this group is it like it could be like it could be like 200 very active individuals rather than like several thousand yeah i'm not sure what the size is i can't really find online very much but yeah it's just a fair argument but it's time to move on to our gaming news of the week of we've lost the controller of the newser <laughs> And there wasn't much news this week. I couldn't find much. But what we did find was Far Cry 6. Far Cry 6 came out, but apparently it needs more VRAM to load HD textures than the RTX 3080 can supply. Which is mad. 
because the the 3080 is like a, it's a real power horse card it can do a lot and you know when it came out like the stats it was almost double the sort of the previous generation of um graphics card as most of these are but it was a a significant increase in power and now we're getting these games that are just you know don't you can't even run it on that so it's like oh it's getting crazy so these you know these these textures that new games require um already sort of you know limiting the um the hardware that we have available yeah i think the base model 3080 if i'm right has 10 gigabytes of vram i believe i thought it was 12 I think well i've seen 10 and 12 i think the base model is 10 and then other other manufacturers can do 12 because of course the gpu is it's not, not limited to the certain size it's more to the card what's on the card so i think the base model has 10 i think it probably needs about 16 which i think the rx the 6800 has 6800 might yeah i'm pretty sure the rx 6800 xt has 16 gigabyte yeah if i remember i could be saying completely wrong um it's hard to remember i can't look at graphics it's a lot it's a lot that's that's the thing it's a lot um yeah it's insane so yeah mo- most games now are having these hd packs separate and this is to load 4k textures you don't have to add so it adds a lot to the game file size you don't want to always add if you have if you can't supply that mm-hmm. so i think the new cods have this feature we have to install hd textures if you want to run out of 4k yeah i think it's also around christmas actually this game isn't you know it's the actual optimization um so apparently, according to this article, if you enable hyperthreading, you can actually reduce your um, FPS by 10 frames, which is a lot, um, sort of due to the slightly bad optimization. Um, to save, like, if you want to get the frames back, you disable hyperthreading of the BIOS. <laughs> so it's kind of just a bit annoying. Like, kind of, whether this is a purely um, Far Cry 6 not really having designed itself so well issue, as well as it also being enormously big game in terms of graphic um, requirements but there have been like cases in the past where games have just been like there's just been actual problems uh, with like load times so i think xcom was a famous one where the load time was like enormous and people were just like oh your pc can't run it but actually there was an actual problem where like the load time was like delayed there was like a delay <laughs> run so like you even if your pc was amazing it was actual timed based things so it had to clock up this wow. many things in order for it to actually load up which was like they found out they're like oh my god this is a really big glitch and they removed it and then like the load times just went oh, absolutely fine like, but it's so ins- it's insane isn't it really that sort of we have these new graphics cards mm-hmm. now and then when the 3000 series or the 6000 series came out they were double the previous generation yeah. and everyone were like oh wow look how powerful this is and then all these new games came out and they're still not powerful enough the cards yeah, well, it's just it's just people. I think it's always if you give these game designers some headroom, they're gonna push it to the max. I think, which is frustrating, like in terms of actually being able to play these games at their best, but also good that there's you have the option to do so as well. But there are very few people that have um, PCs capable of running these things. You'll need at least probably two graphics cards. It's all scary say. because um, if you want to go higher than a thirty eighty, that's so expensive, and the new four thousand series is rumored to be almost twice the price yeah. of what it is now oh yeah this is all the and pretty much problems, i think, I think the other rumor about the 4000 series is that you will need to buy a new gbu so not a gpu P- psu to run these cards oh is it because they're very yeah they're, they're really. hugely power hungry so i'm sort oh, of happy right. holding out now because i don't want to uh, buy a new psu anytime I soon I, I think i've got a bit of overhead i've got a reasonable amount of overheads i think my 750 watt so well i think 650 is like, recommended for 
the 6800 series or 6000 series mm, maybe, maybe i need like 800 then or something yeah it's gonna be it's it might actually be a thousand all these people the thousand watt ps use be like no <laughs> look at you now <laughs> they're no. useful yeah although there is the way we are there is there is at some point going to be a limiting factor actually because of the u.s market yes that's true because they have a limited amount of the power, power they can have about 120 volt um because it's what 13 amp so you can only have the maximum of the power from those the, those two yeah so what what's that that's whatever uh, 13 times 1400 right yeah so that's the maximum outlook can produce i guess um not really knowing specifically outlook requirements um but maybe maybe i would say it's probably less than that i think that's the maximum it probably can output it could be i think maybe it can get more current um but i know from like um european typically 230 volt supplies 13 amp max yeah well that's why the um, cows can't be in the uh, or, u.s because they can't supply enough power yeah it's <laughs> yeah, the, the kettles don't yeah yeah your kettles don't yeah work. <laughs> Blow up, blow up, blow up the entire US grid, blow your <laughs> kettle in. <laughs> it just proves, like, why is it 110? <laughs> well, I think it technically is 240, but it's, but yeah, but it's like split. It's I thought he stepped it down yeah. because he said it was safer, but then you're just like to die if you get executed. Yeah, I'd say it's it's technically safer, but not really. It's still over like 40 It's like volt. the um, US, I think, sweet companies said fat caused people to get fat. Oh yeah, this is the big really thing. stupid. Yeah, it's the sugar. <laughs> it's the sugar. same thing again. You just make up things. Well, well, yeah, it was these studies that sugar companies paid for, and then somehow the result of that sugar wasn't the bad one. Whoa, look at that! That's amazing, <laughs> amazing isn't it? Yeah, just don't trust the US so, studies. Yeah. That's the thing. That's why we go with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do trust some of them. There are some good ones out there, but if it, it, I wouldn't say don't trust studies. I would say don't trust studies are paid for by companies that have an incentive to. Of the results I'd also say studies. don't trust a single study because any single study could be wrong. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. I mean, look at I think a, a single study said the vaccine was unsafe somewhere, but then all the other ones said no, it was fine. Well, yeah, it's like the um the the there's a study that uh, showed that a lot of the MM, MMR vaccines cause autism. MMR vaccine so autism, which which well, was one study carried out slightly badly. And there are like hundreds and hundreds of studies that oppose this argument, but still people still reference that study. It was like that was one study this. done by a fraudulent doctor. Yeah, yeah. That was bad. Yeah, which they disproven like almost all the evidence from it. And gone. This is just well, know. we have got severely off track. So let's go back on to track about yeah, gaming you... news, and let's go into the Epic free game. Epic releases free games every week, but the latest one has seemed to broke the store. And apparently, four million people downloaded the latest game, a PC building simulator, within. One day. What can I say? Have you got it? <laughs> no. But I get why people like it. I think it looks, I think it's sort of, you know, people tinkering around with their PCs, but virtually, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's sort of like building your dream PC with zero consequences and no cash. So it is pretty cool. It's a cool idea. I suppose people have to do this nowadays because they can't buy the parts. Yeah, this is all they've got. <laughs> sad time. What a sad world we live in. I'm building a virtual PC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's too expensive to buy parts. And it's just going up in price. The GPUs are going back up price again. Well, it's, a, it's almost worse than that. It's not exactly... It's not, it's not just expensive. It's just they aren't there. You look at buying a lot of these graphics cards. Just no, exist. and when they do exist, they are very expensive. Yeah, the top ends are still... There's availability of these top end ones, but if you want to buy anything sort of mid-range, mid which most, most people want to buy, um, the 
nothing. You've got to be really on it. Yeah, you just can't buy it now. To get anything. It's a really sad time we live in. So yes, if you would like to go get build a PC, download PC Building Simulator from the Epic Games Store. It's free for until Thursday, so go do it quick. Oh, <laughs> I've just done it now, actually, while we're recording the podcast. <laughs> committed as always. Yeah. And what we're also committed to is our next segment, which we don't appear every week, but it's a fun segment of the weird, wacky, wonderful world. And we have three topics this week. And first of all, we are going with the artist Jen Jens Hanning has taken $84,000 and sent a museum to blank canvases. Yeah, so this is a great article. Um, they essentially, I think they um, asked him to create some art, um, this sort of gallery, and he produced two fantastic works, <laughs> um, which are which have titled um, Take the Money and Run, <laughs> which he, he says is a commentary on poor wages. <laughs> One thing it's it, and he says one thing it's not is theft and these are just blank canvases. Um, <laughs> basically, so he's bought some canvases and then sent them back to the modern art um, museum or exhibit, uh, and then they yeah <laughs> they're a bit pissed off as you can understand. It's so funny, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's like the profit margins. I can't imagine. <laughs> this is they. He's he's. He's probably made eight, like $83,000 in profit. This is very similar <laughs> to another article we covered a few weeks ago where someone sold the invisible statues. Mm, that's, a, that's a phenomenal <laughs> one. I, have to say. I think what other modern art ones? There's a, my other favourite modern art being ridiculous is the Panada on the Wall. Have you seen Panada that? Panada on the Wall. So basically, there's a, there's a, there was a, a, I think it was probably in the Tate Modern in London. Where basically somebody's art was they had basically got a banana <laughs> and duct, duct taped it to the wall, <laughs> right? And then there's a video of some guy going up to the banana <laughs> eating it, <laughs> and what like, <laughs> he stands there eating his banana, but he's taken off the off the wall, and then the, like apparently the artist comes back and just puts another <laughs> banana up and tapes it back on the wall again. It's like so pointless. <laughs> This proves how stupid and art is. the other one, which is... Like, what is art? Yeah. The other one is um, some guy who basically put his glasses on the floor <laughs> next to, like, this... Um, there was basically a piece of artwork, because they normally get removed for cleaning or whatever. So he basically put his glasses on the floor, like, behind, like, the barriers. Right. <laughs> and, and then people started taking photos of his, <laughs> his glasses, thinking it was a piece. <laughs> which is amazing. He just put his glasses there, and people were like, oh my god, it's so revolutionary. And he just goes up and picks his glasses up and walks off. And they're like, whoa, what a radical. Yeah. Anything can be art. I mean, okay, we've got to go do something. I'll take modern. we just got to do something stupid. Yeah, let's hope we don't get arrested. Um, I don't know, put like a traffic cone. Just bring a cone, bring it. There we go. Say, this start. is art piece. Yeah. I think if you just if you just if you just like what go around it and then actually enthusiastic yes and go oh my god it's revolutionary this piece other people will probably <laughs> join in. <laughs> if you start taking photos of it, I'm sure you could probably other people would also start taking photos of <laughs> so it. So study in it. If you say oh look over there, then you know, could have people in it all just look at oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you walk away. That's and a then great one. Just keep I... just keep joining in. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I love those videos where it's just like it's just nothing and they're like oh my god that's amazing and it's like there's absolutely nothing there people are like in like social situations don't want to feel stupid enough so they just commit to it 
Social influencing is highly hilarious. But from one strange art story to another one, the McDonald's in China is giving away 188 NFTs on its 31st anniversary. Good. Yeah, what a great story. Good old NFTs. I, I have to say, I, I do not understand NFTs and how, like, why they are, why they're valuable. It's digital I don't art. It's the, it did, but why has it got value? It's purely faith. I can understand, like, crypto and stuff. It makes sense. But, like, NFTs are just so, just, they just don't Well, it's the same thing as buying it. a crypto, why, but instead of it being tied to money, it gets tied to artwork. It's not, though, because there isn't, like, actual foundation. Like, it doesn't do the blockchaining thing. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, apparently, it sense. does because it makes billions of money. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I really just—it's just one of those weird things where I think it's like it's gone too far. There's going to be a big crash. And everyone's going to lose their money. People are like going to go. These are stupid, and then it's just going to go. Whoop. We're going to have another tulip situation on our hands. That was a mad one. I think so. Yeah. So there's various different NFTs they've made. The first one is the Rub- Big Mac Rubik's Cube. Looks good. It's, it's cool like artwork, it. and they're giving it away. It's- Probably it's probably it's probably worth like four billion pounds. It probably is. <laughs> it's so stupid. Absolutely insane. It's just art though. It's it's a whole art world. It just doesn't make any sense. That's true. I guess this is like crypto mixed with art, so it's just gonna go mad, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> It's crazy. You're not gonna buy an NFT then? Maybe. Maybe. Go on to curve and buy one. I wanna know because there must be some cheap. Maybe it's right? you can buy something like a hundred quid or something. That's not no, cheap. those are the cheap ones. Hundred quid. Like, cheap ones. I was, I would like to spend like five. Probably could. You can honestly, really you can cheap put... one. I'm sure. I'm sure some fuck is selling one for that. Like you can make your own. Make your own NFT. Like yeah, that's sure. Let's make my own. I don't know how to do it. Maybe we could sure. sell our podcast logo as an NFT. Yeah, because you can. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks very much. Appreciate my 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 expertise of of gimp. Fantastic artwork. It's not like it could be really easy made by just pressing a few buttons. Oh, Highly yeah. intellectual. Actually, shall we do it? Let make get hashtag beans bang your mum trending on Twitter, and then I'll make an NFT of our artwork. Yeah, that's true. We do that. Yes, and our final story came from Reddit, and there's a video of a police officer hitting a woman as he's trying to make an arrest. Yeah. Well, no, she's. Yeah, yeah. Him. Then that's he went. The, yeah, okay, um... That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> It's just one of those, just scrolling through Reddit, and I was like, oh, it's, it's um, on r slash um, win stupid prizes, uh, which I think is basically a bunch of people doing very stupid things. And so I think it's just in like a bar. Um, looks like an all right bar. Looks a bit weird. Looks very American. Of course it's American. Um, it's always American. It's such an American thing to do. Yeah. And some guy's getting arrested in the corner, uh, and then some woman walks over, filming it. All fine. All, all jolly good. And then she... Get, puts her hands in. Uh, the policeman tells, pushes her away and says, "Get away!" And then she then hits him, and uh, well, it involves <laughs> altercation, shall we say? Um, to be fair, that police officer probably should have been like, so aggressive to the woman. Yeah, well, he is an American. <laughs> what do you expect? So, yeah, she prob- he probably thought her phone was a gun. So <laughs> so stupid of it. It's so true. I thought our iPhone was an AR-15, you see. Oh, well, that's very yeah. <laughs> Supreme Court, oh, that's fine. That's fine. So, <laughs> it's like, how house is burning? No, this is fine. Yeah. And yes, that is the weird, weird world we live in for this week. And it's time to go on to tech time and science shenanigans. And we're going to start off with Philips' new CT scan. It's a video that I found, which is basically a CT scanner. So normally a CT scanner, it's a big plastic white box and you sit inside it right 
So this is a video essentially of the CT scanner, but without the cover on. And it's fucking mental. It looks like a Stargate portal. So it starts, it basically, it's, it's spinning up. And I can understand why they've got these things covered, because, crikey, it gets quite quick. Um, I think this is quite interesting as well, sort of seeing the internals of these sort of, you know, quite complex medical equipment. Um, and just seeing what essentially is going on when you're sitting inside. Yeah, have you ever had one before? No, I haven't. Yeah, so I've been in one, and you can tell it's going fast. <laughs> I guess the sound, they do sound quite loud, don't they? I've heard that, well, I've they're heard not that loud, loud, but they, they do sound like they're about to take off. <laughs> yeah. I said that that's it spins like very quickly. It's fantastic about engineering though. Oh yeah. It is it looks so cool. Yeah, it is fantastic. Good old medical work. So it's, yeah, we'll put a link we'll put a link to that video in the description. Yes, if I remember. <laughs> yeah. If, if I don't remember, remember that's hopefully, that's hopefully pod me well. on Twitter, but I don't use I don't use Twitter, so just do that anyway. <laughs> Talking about things taking off like rockets. The British minister has released their vision of the UK's future, and it wants the UK to become a science superpower by making Britain's own rockets and satellites. Also, gene-edited meat to make genetically meat, so you'd have to keep killing things as well, so we can just make meat without having to kill. I think it's good. I think, you know, the UK has always done quite well innovation. Um, if you look at, sort of historically, we've um, invented the most things, you could say. Um, so I think it's a good push. Um, I think we've got a quite a good sector. Um, I think in satellites we've got some quite. I think when satellites were quite um, developed within the entire market, I don't. The rockets, I don't. You know, we're, we're pretty behind most nations with that. If you, um, I don't know. I don't know if that's a, a decent area to push into. I think it's clearly the that area is being privatised more and more. Um, so whether you could subcontract and stuff, I think that's a good area to go in. Um, Yes, so apparently this one person is investing £440,000 into the £16 billion sector, which is quite impressive. Yeah. However, what I find most ironic about this is they're saying we're having gene-edited meat to help climate crisis, but then we'll make our own rockets. It's true, it's true, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not so sure about it. Um, I think it's good. I think, I think it's a good sort of position to probably put the UK in, sort of post-Brexit. We need to sort of find... Maybe some a new position in the world. So maybe sort of being a science hub is probably a good way to oh, go. Oh, absolutely. That is the future, um, isn't it? Technology, can... science. It's what we need to do. Harness dark yeah. energy. If we can harness dark energy, we can do everything. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's quite a way off, I would say. It has to happen. It's the only thing. We have to do it at some point. Well, we probably want to do, you probably want to do fusion before. Oh, um, yeah, 100%. We don't, we don't know what dark energy, dark energy is. Right? Well, that's, yeah, we don't also know what it is. So... Harnessing it's gonna be hard. Yeah, I know, know, but we're to do it. <laughs> that's when space travel will take off. Is when we can harness dark energy. Yeah, that's probably true because it's one of the more most efficient reactions, isn't it? And that's where we can get. Well, dark energy, energy is what's causing the universe to expand, and if it can do that much power yeah, no, to make a universe expand, I mean, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah, I think it's probably how it's gonna sort of happen because there is this argument actually in terms of the way you. It's like this sort of um, conflict, right? So if you if you set a ship off now, right, and sent it to go into, like, say, Mars or something, it would take, you know, how many years so to get there? Six months, it, like, it was. 30 years six to months Mars? to land the rover. Or, or, oh, right, yeah, so maybe 30 years is way too much. But anyway, I'm talking about, like, long distances, right? So say it took, like, 30 years currently to get to somewhere in space. Yeah. So it's, like, I don't know, like, Jupiter or something. Um, the problem you're then faced is, is the fact that, because it takes so long to get there, 
I'm talking actually 30 years is probably not long enough. I'm talking like maybe like 60 years or something to get somewhere. Problem is it takes you so long to get somewhere that technology back on Earth has improved over that 60 years so that actually you're probably going to be overtaken <laughs> by the next generation of rockets by the time you're going along. And there's this sort of, there's this dilemma that if you're going so far that you actually have to, it, it's bad setting off early. So you have to get to a certain level of technology because otherwise you will just have to overtake <laughs> That's so funny, wouldn't it? You just, you go is, along in space which and you see the other funny. rocket just flying past you go, oh, oh that's that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been travelling for 60 years. Oh, it's only been 15 minutes for us. So, yeah. Yeah, also relativity as well changes sort of how long you're in space. If you're on there for 60 years, it means the outside world's actually longer than that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, time dilation is an interesting, yeah. isn't it? If you, if you travel, I think it's like five minutes, so it's not that much. Because it, it depends how fast you're going. The faster you travel, the more the outside world ages more than you. Or is it the way around? I don't know. I think it's the other way around. Oh, yeah, muons. So muons have a 45-second decay, but when they go through the... We, we perceive it as 60 seconds, but they travel 45 seconds. This is all very. It is. I think we should uh, move on. <laughs> I'm not an expert on this. Yeah. Let's move on to the dystopian future. And Singapore has now released police robots that survey the area, and it has angered their and feared their residents. And have you seen these? These things are very creepy. This is like Watch Dogs Legion creepy. I think they look quite funny. But Honestly. think about it. You've got like, these robots that patrol you. And if you do something illegal, it calls the police on you. Well, yeah, but what's that difference to just having a policeman there? It's not different, but it's just kind of weird, isn't it? It's like, do you really like having robots spy on you all the time? I know we have CCTV, don't get me wrong. Well, yeah, but it's also like, this is essentially what a policeman would be doing, but it's not Yeah, right. just a robot. Essentially, it's, yeah, it could basically mean that you've got more police on the streets effectively, right? Um, but at what point do you fear your freedom? Because this, you're just... Well, I know yeah, it's this is like stuff, this right? is, at, you know, this is like out, it's like out in public, right? This is all out in public. So it, I would think if they're like tracking your personal property, they're like tracking your phones and taking your data that way, and in your own side your own home, I think it's when you properly infringe it. But if you're doing like if it finds you committing a crime in the streets, I think that's fine. Oh right? yeah, I do agree with that, but it's just the sort of the, the point of. I don't think I don't think it's over. Yeah, you can say things are like being overobserved, but. This just seems like a sort of a slightly upgraded CCTV camera, right? Yeah, it is. That can move around. I think if people and didn't so... cause crime, then you wouldn't need any of this. Oh, yeah, but no, that makes right. <laughs> You never know, maybe on a spaceship in 60 years' time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, society? I don't know, I think it's human nature. You want to make, commit crime? Well, it's trying to trying to cheat, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Make a shortcut so... in life. That's like human nature. Yeah. Do everything the most efficient way possible. So... Yeah, basically. So I don't know that because a lot of it's just about trying to get shortcuts, right? It's just like stealing money. That's like a shortcut to get money. Um, Killing someone's a shortcut to their death. Things. <laughs> well, maybe not that. That's more. That's more of an act of vengeance than anything. Or well, is it not? Like it's just the shortcut to their well. punishment. And your the murderer's eyes. I mean. Yeah, but it's. Yeah, but you're not gaining. You're not. The, you're, yeah, you're gaining on a more sort of emotional level. <laughs> It's unlikely yeah. they don't. <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. So you're, yeah, you're gaining. Yeah, it's a different kind of gain. Um, but yeah, it's still a shortcut to something. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think crime is always going to exist, even even if you send people off to Mars. I don't think it's going to change. Um, you're probably maybe it'd be more reasonable because the people that you're sending up there are less likely to commit crimes. Not genetically, some people are more genetically disposed to commit crimes, um, but it's more taking risks. I think is what the 
disposition is really. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's ever going ever gonna to change, really. Yeah, probably not. But from one thing to another, that was actually the worst segue I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> is now announced plans to write to repair. So there's now this massive movement within the community of mainly Apple, of course, because Apple's the scumbag of a company for this, of people saying they should have the right to repair their own gadgets. And the laws do agree with this. And Microsoft has just announced they are considering their new plans of their new products for people to be easier to repair. Yeah, which is great. It's great news that some sort of, you know, this one of the big companies in in either currently on the planet is, um, you know, committed to, committed to this, um, that they are sort of on board with it. It's great. Um, it's great to hear. Sort of good counter to Apple. Um, I think Apple's starts on a lot of rights repair is ridiculous. It's outdated. Um, I think it's almost, you know, sort of going against a lot of environmental and sustainability, sort of trying to maintain them, which I think, you know, a company like Apple probably needs to do. So, you know, one of the biggest producers of phones, um, it, it needs to be, you know, reasonably easy to replace some essential parts. And it's just not. Um, and there's so many other things with the the MacBooks and stuff, um, where they're just quite designed in such a way that it's hard to just easily replace them. And also the, the parts supply as well. Getting the parts supply can be quite hard. And the fact that you have to take it to Apple to repair it, which... Um, Nothing's worse than Apple's iPhones. Yeah, I think often... They often... Uh, you could, there's a lot of there's loads of videos out there of the Apple so-called genius bar being unable to repair um, their own products, where you can send it to a third-party text tech store and they repair it. You know, in like you know, you know, a couple of minutes. But this is easily. why Apple because Apple are trying to make it not... so difficult to repair your phone, they just buy a new one so they make more money. That is Apple's goal. Yeah, basically, it's like it's like, this is essentially I'm unre- this is almost it basically is like unregulated capitalism, right? Essentially. So where they just you know they, they care so little about anything else that they simply would just sell you a new phone. Um, it's like your mechanic breaking your car <laughs> and then saying, "Oh, well, I'm going to have to sell you a new one, mate." Like yeah, it doesn't exist, does it? Else? Or like not actually fixing your car. Yeah, it's like your mechanic not actually fixing your car. And it's the other thing is like you you can fix anything else, right? If you 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 you're perfectly titled by like Ford and um, whoever your car is to repair your own car. Um, but with Apple, you're not. Always. No, you're not. Although car companies do try to make it difficult as well. Many companies try to make it difficult, but it's good to have a company now yeah. that starts to make the change. So I think this is going to be... It's supportive, yeah. They want to have Microsoft devices outside of their limited number of authorised repair shops because Microsoft aren't known for repairing things very much at all. I mean, it makes it easier for them and it makes it easier for the consumers. I don't it's, I think it's a, it's yeah, a win-win. I think the whole idea um, behind this is that it will reduce electronic waste. Yeah, which is a big problem. Um, it's one of the e-waste is one of the biggest contributors to sort of um, the global sort of, I guess, your sort of carbon emissions and stuff because the, the big problem is... is China um, making all everything. A lot of the stuff have, yeah, a lot of it has very precious metals in um, and they have a lot of these heavy metals um, which can be quite dangerous so in, in Africa um, they have these basically big mounds of um, e-waste where essentially they burn all of the um, they burn a lot of the wiring because it's got copper in it but of course if you're burning these insulated wires the fumes and stuff coming off them can be very dangerous um, so the, to the health of these you know essentially very impoverished 
African workers, um, essentially just working on scrap heat, burning metal and who knows what else within these sort of products, and then extracting a small amount of copper, maybe a bit of gold um, and some other heavy metals. And it's like, it's just pretty ridiculous that this sort of goes on. Um, this stuff should all be done, you know, properly and safely, um, but it's just, you know, just dumped and the, you know, the, the lowest sort of, the most impoverished people have to deal with like the, you know, the, this waste and it's just not. It's no, not right. so also um, our society, we like to upgrade things constantly. We have a new iPhone every year. That's the exact same as the last one. And the people buy it. Yeah. And then that creates e-waste because it then gets sold on. Granted, most second-hand phones do get passed down to other people, but then they lose their phones and eventually, as somewhere down the line, it creates more landfill. So every time a new product is released, it will create generate a lot more landfill than the last, which is a bit yeah. sad and if you think about it. So you it's never know, bit. maybe computers getting limited power is a good thing. <laughs> it means these companies won't better make any more landfill. Well, I think it's going to stop them. No, they'll probably still just make up something new. They just improve the cameras. The only thing they can do now. Yeah. The only thing they can do, especially with the chip shortage as well limited for what they can do but talk about the chip shortage mm. sony is reportedly considering jointly with t and mc i got that name i got that right name wrong didn't i T that's the one tsmc to build a large chip factory in japan which could help it's good yeah chip no mcdonald's chips no mcdonald's chips no all these uh yeah yeah help help you know increase the sort of um the sort of the production loads of um chips um, in the global, because it's a global shortage. Um, I think this is it's good. It's good to hear that the you know investments um, come yes. from companies. Um, Japan's probably with one of the. But TSMC to do it. is, I believe, the largest chip supplier in the world. Yeah, the Taiwanese. Yeah, a lot of AMD. I think so, all their products yeah. are made by TSMC because they're the only ones who have the five nanometer process. I think Apple now has it, actually. Yeah, apparently. They want to get up and running by 2024, which is pretty damn impressive. Um, they can get it done by then. I yeah, say. well, the shortage might last until then. It's not going away because they can't. The supply yeah. isn't going up. <laughs> it's not meeting the demand. Yeah, I think it's just it's just it's it's lockdown essentially has caused the demand for more electronics more than ever. People that may not have them previously have now been, you know, forced into getting more electronics, and so the backlog for all these things is essentially empty. There's no sort of stock. In reserve, that's all. That's all being eaten up, and then then demand is increasing more because more people are working from home than ever, um, and people essentially need two computers. Um, I think um, people need like computers that are on site, and then also PCs that they can take home or have at home. Um, and people are spending more time in you know in, inside inherently because they've you know been locked in in lockdown for a while, and so they're buying better um, TVs and laptops and phones for that. You know, watching and stream, watching streaming services. So I think that's that's what's caused this. Um, yeah, it, it, it is some, bad. So yeah, yeah, hopefully by having another factory, it can help shorten it. Hopefully the chip shortage doesn't last until twenty twenty four, but I think it will. Unfortunately, so this investment is worth five point two billion pounds, which is a big, Ooh, big boy money. money. And I imagine a lot of these chips will go straight into Sony consoles. <laughs> Just so they can try to meet the demand of the PS5s. Yeah, well, maybe <laughs> at least something's getting shipped out. Yeah, so... <laughs> be great. Also, yeah, because last week, the Xbox announced chip shortages will last until 2022. Obviously, that would happen. And I think that's still a conservative estimate. A lot of people do say 2023 will be the end date of this. But that's two years in the future. That's two years wow. of unpredictability. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be, that's when you're, it's going to be uh, turning, yeah, that's, that's probably when the tides might turn a bit. Um, but it's still a while away as well, that's the other thing. Um, and I think so. that probably will be okay for some of these more sort of, I don't know, mobile and sort of laptop stuff, but maybe you're the top end for the graphics cards and stuff, I think it's going to last a bit longer. And I, I think everything's still going to cost more, inherently. Yes, I think we're going to have to find, we're just going to have a few years of, Travel electronics. Maybe we should just stop upgrading electronics for two years. If we just stop. Everyone stops doing that. We'll be all right. Yeah, but I want another. I want a big. I know we do. Stuff. I want one too. But the computer miners take them all. It's very yeah. sad times. Damn, damn Bitcoin miners. <laughs> but if you are in for new technology and you're in for a new TV, you can get the new Sky Glass TV. So Sky have decided, for those in across the pond or uh, international viewers, Sky is a TV company in the UK. I believe it's under Comcast, actually, in the US. Yeah, I think they are owned by an American. Um, yeah, so they... Yeah, they produce a TV. Um, <laughs> they they normally sort of... It's more broadcasting, right? That's where Sky... So you've got Sky Sports, they own a lot of broadcasting rights to a lot of stuff. Um, that's probably... You know, Sky Atlantic owns the UK rights to, like, for example, the HBO, a lot of the HBO stuff, Sky Atlantic. Um and they also own. They also have a lot of um, broadband infrastructure within the UK as well. Um, and I think they have some, probably some stuff in Europe and overseas a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, they decided to produce a television, which is a, quite a different move. They all previously they didn't, haven't really had. I've really never seen. Or they've been very sky. I've never seen a TV company things. do this in the US, in the UK ever. This is a bit of a bizarre not, thing. Like, but yeah, but it's like it's like. The BBC making a television. Although the BBC is used to make computers. So that is true. But that, I think that's just that's the fact people can afford computers. But people can afford TVs. Also, yeah. so let's get, let's get some details on these TVs. The costing is from 43, 55 and 65 inches in size. Uh, and this will cost 649, 849 or 1049 respectively. So not cheap TVs at all by any means. They are LCD panels and they have Dolby Atmos, HDR and sound. I hope they had sound. No, Dolby Atmos sound. Like, <laughs> like actual good yeah, sound yeah, yeah. for the price. Just, yeah. Apparently they use Samsung's quantum dot technology for the better colours. And that's it. <laughs> so they're very expensive yeah. TVs. They sound like... Yeah, they're expensive for probably what they are. It's just a, it's just an interesting move from Sky to sort of... Uh, use television. I think the TV looks nice yeah. as TVs go. Yeah, and the um, advantage of these TVs is that you will not need a satellite dish. So, for at the moment, Sky uses the satellite communications as compared to Virgin Media in the UK, which uses cable. And I think this is pretty much a TV we built in Sky Go. Yeah. I don't know what else it's... I don't know if it has... If it's any better like than just the traditional Sky Go app. I assume it must be offering something more. Um, probably not. It probably is just Sky Go. But, yeah, it probably but... just has the software built in for the Sky Q box, but it's actually just the Sky Go mm. app. Or Sky Go... Yeah, drivers or whatever in the TV that just drive the TV. So it is. <laughs> maybe you can get high, high, higher quality. Maybe it's, you can get higher quality content. Also, I don't know about you, but I don't like this TV design. It's got a massive chin. I thought it looks alright. It looks um, like a Mac. <laughs> that is true. It does have a big chin. And if you look at TVs, like none of them um, have big chins. That's not a. That's not a. Weird. No, no, bar, that is, is a chin. Like. Yeah, that is a bit strange. I was going to say, most TV these days tend to put all of it behind. 
because you don't need it. Yeah, chin. I think it's is it um, LG or is it Sony? They managed to put Dolby Atmos speakers in the TV, so it blasts through the panel. Yeah, but they're gonna yeah, they're gonna sound awful though. All TV sound sounds awful. You have to have a, you have to get an actual soundbar. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say most. Yeah, you need a soundbar um, or headphones. You know. Oh no! Apparently, it is a Dolby Atmos soundbar. That's what I do. Bomb the TV. Oh, it is. Oh, right. Because I was going to say. Oh, okay, that makes it a bit more, bit more valuable for money actually. Because the Dolby Atmos soundbar is like three hundred yeah, quid. Her- yeah, but it depends how good this. It's one probably is. still bad. If it's a built-in thing, so, it's going to be. <laughs> it depends. He makes the the speakers and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think if it's got a soundbar and built, the price does look a bit better than it was before, and the TV makes more sense. Um, I think. Yeah, I'm not going to buy one, but. Somebody well, I find it just sort of kind of weird how Sky have made their own TV instead of just having someone else's TV. You would have thought, like, maybe a Samsung TV with Sky built in would make more yeah, sense. Yeah, like a partner's, partner's sort of deal. Yeah, but um, no, they just made their own TV. Well, I assume it's all subcontracted anyway, but yeah. It's an yeah, well, one. I imagine they've got some designers built into Sky and they were like, okay, let's make these things, let's get these panels from somewhere else, and they bought some manufacturers. But it's all going to be designed from Sky, which is weird that Sky's designed a TV. Yeah. Would you sure. get one? Maybe it'd be the start. No, definitely not. <laughs> Too much money, and I don't need. I don't need Sky. No, no. Twitch all the way. Yeah, Twitch, YouTube. That, that Netflix, is what you want. Amazon Prime, Disney. There's so much. There's so much content out there. The rise of the Sky. streaming services. Although I have Sky Go. Actually, it's good for sport and but... Game of Thrones. The two things yeah. in the world you need from Sky. Everything else, nah. Basically, basically. You don't need it. But that is the end of the show. So thank you for listening. If you made it this far, congratulations. You probably beat everyone else. Well, well, done. well done. There you get a round of applause. Well done. Yeah. It's, yeah, so it's um it's goodbye from me. Yes, and so check us out next week for another episode. TBO last week was James Bond, so if you did want to look at No Time to Die, spoiler review, go check that out. I'm pretty sure I was pretty quiet during the whole review. I was pretty tired that day we recorded, so I'm pretty sorry. I'm very sorry for that one. Uh, and check us out next week for another episode of TVO, which will be on something. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> well, you can look forward to it. That. It's another episode of something. I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one. Is it a good one? I'll find out. I'll find out that is the end of this it episode. Is. Oh, no, I've got it here. It is. It is. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Elisa Battle Angel. It's like episode 100. Oh, we've got episode 100 special coming out this week. So. Oh, bizarre. We have a Elisa Battle Angel. It is coming finally. For those who don't know, this is uh, the co-host Danny of favorite his favorite film of all time, which is actually a lie. He absolutely hates this film. This is the man who went to see the film twice, once to actually see it, and the second time to write a document about why he hated it so much. <laughs> so amazing. in this episode, we have the Lisa Basil Angel watch along. So get your popcorn ready, get it up on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus, and you can watch our commentary throughout the film, and then you can get my opinion of watching it the first time. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye.